Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, y'all, welcome back to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm so excited to have Miss Ellie Holcomb with me today. For eight years, Ellie recorded and toured full-time with her husband's band, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, before stepping off the road when her first child was born. Her solo debut, As Sure as the Sun, landed her a top 10 hit at Christian Radio with the Broken Beautiful, love that song, and a GMA <laughs> Dove Award for New Artist of the Year. Her critically acclaimed sophomore LP, Red Sea Road followed in 2017. And in subsequent years, Ellie has released two children's books, each with a companion EP of original music written specifically for kids, which we love mm. that one as well. And oh, she thanks. earned a Dove Award for Children's Album of the Year in 2020. And she is consistently writing, touring, and performing while raising three kids with Drew in her hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome, Ellie. <laughs> Hi, it's so good to be here, Ren. Oh, it's great. I was just telling Ellie that we have some connections with her sister-in-law. Y'all remember Claire Holcomb was on the podcast a couple years ago, and we're excited to have Ellie. She has a new album coming out. We're going to talk about that, but we're going to dive in because I've been wanting to talk to Ellie for a while. And when I heard you come on and share about the, the song Fighting Words, I was like, oh. Yes. And I heard a story. You can tell me if this is right or not, but you were standing at your kitchen sink and you were running those lyrics through your head of the chorus and Drew walked by and you were struggling with fear. And he yeah. said, you got to You got to get your fighting words on Ellie. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to hear more about this. So tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, I started writing songs really because I had a friend like my own songs. I was always in Drew's band before I did ever did my own music. And so um, I started writing scripture into songs because there is a friend of mine that I met through Young Life. Her name's Annie. She battles depression. And she was sitting across from me one day. There were so many lies that she was believing. And I, I started getting angry because I'm like, no, that's lies about who she was, lies about who God is, lies about how he loves us. And then in the middle of this, I started getting angry because I'm like, oh no, I'm believing these same lies. And so mm -hmm. I just got mad. I just was like, you know what? I am so sick of the enemy who's called the father of lies. I'm so sick of him stealing our joy, our peace, like the John 10, 10, the life to the full that Jesus comes to offer us. The precedent to that verse in John 10, 10 is the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come to give life and life to the full. And I was just like, I am so sick of the enemy stealing all that. And I am not going out without, down without a fight. And if God calls his word a sword, we are going to use it. And so I was like, I started flipping through my Bible, looking through any verse that I had ever underlined. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, if I underline it, it must be good. Right. And so I'm like, <laughs> write this verse down, write this verse down. And I just said, I think it's not enough for us to just say, 
just to acknowledge the lies. Like that's an important step is to be like, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. But we desperately needed to ground ourselves in something stronger than the lie, which is the truth of God and his love for us. So we started memorizing scripture and it started changing us. And we call the scripture that we've memorized our fighting words. And so mm. I, but I was, there have been seasons where I really battle fear. And so mm-hmm. Drew came along in the kitchen that day and was like, Hey babes, you need to, you need to find some fighting words for this. And I was like, I will. It didn't even make me mad. I was like, you're exactly right. <laughs> and so what's happened as we've started memorizing God's word is, is it, it's changed us. It mm. hasn't necessarily changed or circumstances, you know, like it didn't like take away my friend's depression or it didn't completely take away fear at all or hard things Mm -hmm. or hard circumstances. But what it did was it gave us like solid ground to stand on and anchor down in when shame storms roll in um, or like shelter, like a shelter when um, sort of we're being like pelted with those lies that we so often believe. It's like a covering to hide under. Mm, that's such a good visual. Well, and here's the thing. This is another lie that I was thinking about that the enemy says to us as moms that are in the trenches and everything. Oh, you're the only one that struggles with this. You're the only one. I mean, even they could look at you, Ellie, and say, wow, you know, starstruck, like, oh, Ellie never deals with this. But it's so refreshing to be like, look, we all struggle with fear. We all struggle with it. And so I think it's so... I mean, I think it's another combat against the enemy to say, no, we're not alone in this. Like we all struggle with this. And so that's what your music does. I love how scripture rich it is. So how do you write, write your uh, like lyrics? Do you just like have your Bible? Like, what do you do? (laughs) Yeah. So when I first started writing songs, like co-writes with other people, official co-writes, I'd only ever written with Drew, my husband and my family. So I'm like, wait, I only do this in the kitchen. And what I felt like God said to do was he was like, just spend time with me, sit in my word. And then from that time, right out of that overflow. And so literally I joke, if you are ever in a co-write with me, if we're writing for my music, I write with lots of other people who maybe aren't even people of faith. So I wouldn't necessarily do this in those. But for me, I generally am flipping through scripture. For whatever reason, the way God built me is when I read his word, I want to sing. And and it's so sweet because I'm usually singing what my own forgetful and weary heart is having a hard time believing. And if Mm. I can sing it, sometimes it helps me believe it. And I think maybe God wired a lot of us like that because he Mm. says Mm. to rejoice with singing. He tells us to do that a lot. And I think that he does that for a reason because there's something that shifts in our heart, even even when we're having a hard time rejoicing, we're giving that like sacrifice of praise. You're like, I do not feel this right now, mm. but I'm going to sing who you are because it's going to help remind my heart of, and this is what David does all the time. He bosses his soul around. He's like, where are you God? But remember my soul, awake my soul. Like he is like bossing his heart mm. around. And so that's what I feel like I am usually doing when I'm writing songs is, and, and there is, it is, I love writing God's word into into songs because I know that that he says that his word is alive and active and and that it will accomplish just like the rains that fall from the heavens and they don't return to the heavens without first watering and nourishing the earth, causing it to bud 
and flourish. So is the word that goes out from his mouth. It will accomplish the purposes for which he sent it. So when I weave his scripture into songs, I'm like, who knows what he's going to do? It's so fun. And it, the songs can go further sometimes than a physical book can. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the melodies go through the air, you know, and so there's less barriers sometimes. And so it, I love getting to, uh, you know, link arms with this kind of beautiful, ancient, sometimes confounding text. I don't understand everything that's in it all the time. I'm like, whoo, I have a lot of questions, but at the end of the day, it has been the thing that has grounded me and reminded me of, of the most beautiful story I know, which is, which is a story of God starting a relationship. He started this whole thing with us mm -hmm. and he's committed. He's like in a committed relationship with us who forget, who run away, who run to everything else but him some days, or at least that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, we all do that. I'm just so mm -hmm. grateful that he was broken for us so we could know we're not alone in our brokenness. And so I just, I, this is the thing that I keep coming back to. It is, I just got my Bible rebound because it was just, <gasps> deteriorating. Um, but it has been such a place of, of safety for me. Mm. I love to hear that because we hear that in your songs. We hear that in your music. I mean, it's scripture. And so that's why it will not return void as, that's as right. the word says. So, okay. You keep mentioning kitchen. And I think that is a lot of where you have been at in the past year and a half, because <laughs> y'all during the <laughs> pandemic on your Facebook and Instagram pages, y'all were going live. You and Drew were singing and y'all called them kitchen covers. That's right. And I loved it. It was such a, a form of, I mean, just of togetherness, even when we couldn't be together, right. it was so great. And so, um, it's so great to, for y'all to use your gifts and talents in the midst of just, uh, a hard, difficult time. So yeah. tell me a little bit in the midst of that, you were starting to write, um, your new songs for your new album called Canyon. And I want to read you a quote that something you said, and I love it. Okay. You said, the places where the pain cuts a canyon into our very hearts. There's a river running through. There's a current of love that brings refreshment, hope, and comfort. There's a river of love there to carry us if we only will let it. There's a river to carry us back home to the place where all of us came from, to the place of belonging to the one who made us, to a place of belonging to each other. And I love that visual of a canyon and just a river coming through it. So tell us a little bit about what, what canyon is about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we were just like you mentioned in the kitchen covers, singing our way through the sadness and the sorrow. And there was so much I, it, last mm -hmm. year. I, I think for a lot of us, we woke up for me, a, a lot of the racial tension. I, I sort of came into a more 2020 vision, literally of a lot of the sorrow and suffering in our own country, in our own churches, in my own heart and my own story it was really hard and, and, and there was loss on loss on loss. And so in the middle of that, when the numbers were low, Drew and I went to the Grand Canyon. We were supposed to be on a cruise where I was working 
I booked my brother and sister-in-law. They hardly ever get away. And Drew was like, we are still, they got childcare. We're going to find something outside that we can do. And so we went yes. to the Grand Canyon, camped in the wow. Northern Rim, went down into the canyon. And when we were down there, our guide said, the canyon walls tell a story. And it's really a story of disaster upon disaster upon disaster. Landslide, mudslide, volcano, earthquake, drought. And I just thought, this is such a picture of what our hearts look like in this crazy, chaotic season. Everybody lost something whether it was somebody you love, whether it was a job, whether it was your your normal, just routine kids. We're walking through loss and sorrow of school looking different, wearing masks, all the things. And so I just thought, man, this is what it feels like. And I don't know about you, Ren, but I think I felt like we felt more divided last year than mm -hmm. I felt in a long time, even within the church. I'm watching yeah. like brothers and sisters in Christ on Instagram, like hating on each other. And I'm like, this yes. is not mm -mm. who we are called mm -hmm. to be. Right. And, and, but everybody's scared. Everybody's sad. And so it just is like, Wah. so I just was like, this is what it feels like. But then I looked at where we ended up flying down into the canyon. We rafted the river, camped on the riverbanks. And I will never forget. I'm like, and it was 110 degrees, which is, I think, what the, the environment feels like. We're hot. Everybody's hot <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. And yet there's this river that was 50 degrees running through. And I just thought, mm. man, as it turns out, water always moves to the lowest place. And there is this current of living water, this current of God's love that moves to the lowest place, to our deepest places of division, to our deepest places of sorrow and loss and brings refreshment. And, and yes. if we can just breathe, I think of my kids at swim lessons, having to tilt their heads back and open their hearts up to the sky and let go and just mm. breathe. The water really will carry you. And, and that is who Jesus is. And that's what I've seen him do in this season of sorrow. And so my hope is I've written a lot of these songs in the kitchen with my kids running around. It's been a different season of writing for sure. But my hope right. is that the songs on Canyon will help people breathe in the fact that they, that we are in fact the object of God's affection, um, mm -hmm. that we are beloved even in our most broken places and that he will meet us in the midst of our deepest places of sorrow and division and that we get to be those molecules of water that join up with the river. We get to be those hope people, like hope humidifier people who are bridge builders, who are who are breathing in the fact that they're beloved and then breathing that out, even to our enemies, that that we get mm -hmm. to be the people who are, are rebuilding ancient ruins. And so that's what my hope for the record will be, that it's this like marinating and resting in the current of God's love. And then being carried out to places that are maybe dry, like streams in the wasteland, to dry places mm -hmm. to be instruments of his love and his peace and his grace. Wow, that's amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait for it to come out for sure. But um, okay, I know we're almost done. So I want to ask you, this is a burning question. What is the favorite song that you have written like ever? Like your most favorite song? Oh, I love right? that question. It's hard. Ugh. It's really hard. Um, I think probably one of them would be Constellations. I, it's, it's, it just feels like picking children. But, and then, you know, you write, you write, you're constantly writing and you're having, you're having more children. You're like, oh, but I love them too. Um, but I think Constellations is one of those songs that felt like, uh, 
it encapsulates, it was, it was one that I wrote before everything happened in 2020. We had the tornado that hit in Nashville, then COVID safer at home, all, all the racial and the political division. It just felt like one of those songs that I got to catch that, that both spoke to how I've seen God show up in seasons of sorrow and darkness and the sort of long, the dark nights of the soul that last for lo way longer than a night, the seasons of sorrow where I just can't shake the fact that that light is stronger than darkness and that Jesus is the light of the world. And I've seen him meet me over and over again. So it's one of those songs that I wrote looking back on seasons of sorrow. And then it just spoke into this new season of sorrow that I couldn't have even imagined a different season of sorrow and loss. And so it's one of those special ones that came. I thought it was just to encapsulate what I had learned previously. And then it has been a song that has that I've needed to listen to in this new season of sorrow and suffering, reminding me of what is true, that God is right here by our side, um, even in the midst of a really, really dark times. And um, and his light never runs out. And I'm so thankful. And his mercy never mm. runs out. And so mm. uh, I think that's a current favorite because I thought it was looking back. And actually what it mm. was is it was an Ebenezer that I was going to need to hold on to remembering who God is in this new season of sorrow and suffering. So that one's near and dear to my heart right now. Okay. Can you give me like a little, like five second, 10 second little rendition of it? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, this is, this is the exact thing. This is the bridge and it, it's one of my favorite things. When I felt the light of the moon on my face, the memory of sun that been shining for days, you've already been in this desolate place. You've already been hearing you've made a way. Pinbricks of glory strung out across the sky. Memories of darkness undone by the light. Reminding me you were right here by my side. You're here by my side. You're here by my side. Because out here in the dark, underneath the canopy of stars, constellations fallen from your heart. They remind me that I'm never alone. And so I just, I am so grateful. Whoever is listening right now, whatever you're walking through, it may feel like a dark night of the soul, but you are not alone. And if you need a reminder, look up at those stars in the night and remember light's stronger than darkness and God is with you and he's bigger than anything you're afraid of. And he's holding you when you feel like you're falling apart. You are dearly loved. <laughs> you are mm, not alone. That is mm, a perfect way to end. Thank you so much, Ellie. Y'all right. go find her. Go get her new album. I can't wait to uh, for everybody to hear this. Thank you so I much, love Ellie. Love you, friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.